Greetings all, and thank you for listening to That Was Unnecessary. No, the title is not a reference to the fact that there are literally millions of other podcasts started during the pandemic. This is a podcast where me and a couple of my old friends discuss bad movies. Movies that are specifically either sequels, remakes, reboots, just anything based off an original property that we have most likely deemed to be unnecessary to have ever been made. And now, please join the episode already in progress. All right, welcome to another episode of That Was Unnecessary. We're back, the whole crew. I'm Shane. I'm also joined by 80s aficionado and a guy who doesn't have a catchphrase yet, but uh, it's Rich. Rich, say something. Hi, I'm Rich. Great, classic. Um, And I'm also joined by, as always, uh, the D-man, the guy whose catchphrase is now, um, real quick, Damien. Hey, how's it going? I actually want a better nickname, uh, like Tiny. Okay. That's the opposite of the size of my dick. Tiny. (laughs) What? What, it's a reverse nickname, you know, like they call red-headed guys blondie and right-handed guys lefty. Mini-linky, you finished? And bald guys hairy. Will you shut up? I forgot how good that character was. He was like a nobody in the movie, but he was actually kind of funny. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. that's the thing with this movie. There's a lot of good little things in it, you know? Yeah. There's very few memorable lines. Um other than from Tiny and I would say Booger. Yeah, Booger definitely carries the uh, yeah. the comedy in this one, if you want to call it that. We're VIPs. Right here. Very immense penises. Did you notice um, that in the beginning credits, he is the last person they show as starring in it? They're like, and... Yeah, yeah, and with... Whatever his name is, yeah, Charles it's, Armstrong. It's Anthony or? Edwards and then, yeah, Curtis Armstrong. All right, so today, in case you had no idea what the hell we're talking about, when we're doing Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. We're back. Nerds. This is going to be a great year. Nerds! Geeks. I don't want nerds staying in this hotel. Say it! Huh, check out time. Novi here is the beautiful Olympic side swimming pool. We gotta get rid of these guys. We gotta get rid of them in a major way. Get your hands up. Turn around. We outsmarted them, we framed them. We got him arrested. We're doing nothing! Last year we were messed with, yes, but we fought back and we won. We can do it again, guys. I say we fight back now. Can I get you a drink or something?
is, of course, based off of 1984's Revenge of the Nerds, which was rated R and was one hour and 30 minute running time, directed by Jeff Canoe, not spelled like the boat, uh, written by Tim Metcalf, Miguel Tejada Flores, Steve Zacharias, and Jeff Buhai. That's right, four men to write a halfway decent script. Definitely too many cooks. Yeah, too many. Yeah, too many cooks. Which, um, oddly enough, the one that we're talking about today had less writers. Uh, original Revenge of the Nerds was starring Robert Carradine as Lewis and Anthony Edwards as Gilbert, along with the rest of the Nerds crew. Budget was eight million, and it grossed any guesses, gentlemen, for the first Revenge of the Nerds. Seventy-six million. I'd have to say forty-three million. You wow, Rich, very close. Mm. Forty million, mm. which is still—I mean, compared to eight million, that's mm. pretty, uh, pretty damn sexy. Were you just looking that up, or for me? Was that a legitimate guess? Yeah. That was a legitimate guess. Oh, nice. Well, you nailed it. They made a good amount, which, of course, would prompt a sequel. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes for Revenge of the Nerds 1 was 70%. It did not win any sort of significant awards, though, as far as I can tell. Unlike our other movies we've spoken of. Now, Revenge of the Nerds 2 came out in 1987. Rated PG-13, so they did that whole thing of... Mm-hmm. Uh, dumbing down, not dumbing down, but lowering the rating so that it could appeal to more people. Yeah, I will um, say though, um, the '80s, you could get away with a lot more. Like this PG-13, it's definitely not as raunchy as the first one, but um, it borders on R with certain scenes. I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I I, th- I think what they were doing was they were trying to get the first one to fall on the same lines as you know, like Animal House, Porky's, and and Porky's. In that, and then in this one, they were like, "Well, let's try to make it more mainstream, where it will fit into where teenagers can actually go watch this, and we can make some money off it." I think that's what the, yeah. the whole also, idea was. with the this. I think this was one of the first PG 13s I think that's um, around when it came out. But um, this was also a time too. Like I said, you could get away with a lot more. I I remember Sixteen Candles, which is rated PG. There's like a couple f bombs, and like in the first five minutes of that scene there's like full-on tit shots so yeah <laughs> right pg in the yeah. 80s or pg-13 was definitely different than what it is today yeah well pg was pretty hardcore until pg-13 came along but yeah this one yeah. there's like the uh the wet nighty contest where you can clearly see full oh. press with nipples yeah, yeah. so Revenge of the Nerds 2 was directed by Joe Roth, so different director. Not a huge surprise there. Um, As well as the writers, which were Dan Gunselman and Steve Marshall, two guys who really phoned it in on this. I know. (laughs) Budget for Revenge of the Nerds 2. So budget for Revenge of the Nerds was $8 Can you guys guess how much? I'd say $27 I'd say twelve. Wow, you guys are. Did you guys watch this movie? Um, yeah. Seven point nine million. So, oh, oh really? Uh, a lot of slightly money. less. Yeah, slightly less than the uh, original, um, and it grossed thirty million. So, 
grossed less, still made, you know, a little chunk of change. All right, my my bad. I thought you were saying it made seven million. Okay. Oh no, no, no. But sorry, budget was seven point nine. Okay. It made it made thirty million. So right. oh. Benjamin the Nerds won eight million, grossed forty million. Benjamin the Nerds two basically also eight million, grossed thirty million. So yeah. I guess a, a direct to video third and fourth film were somewhat justified. Which, by the way, that if in case anyone was unaware, the there are four total Revenge of the Nerds movies. Number three and four were, I'm pretty sure, what like TV movies, and then like right to DVD. I think uh, the third one, Fox did a um, special, and it came on right after Married with Children. And at the time, Married with Children had what's his name, the guy who plays uh, uh, Jefferson. Oh, Ted McGinley. Ted, yeah, yeah, Ted. And one of the jokes in the show was Al Bundy and uh, Ted and uh, Al Bundy and Jefferson were making fun of each other, and Al Bundy says, "Well, at least I wasn't in a nerd's movie." And the whole audience like laughed. Rich's retro knowledge. So our cast for. Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. Hey, take me to paradise, guys. Am I right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I, I might... Stuck in my fucking head. Like, Because yeah. I watched this movie twice. Since then, like, that song just will not get out of my head. <laughs> Yeah, I might I might add it in several times then in that case. It's up to you to make it real. So take me, take oh, me back to paradise. And it's funny that you say that because I watched this a couple of times too, and it's such an unmemorable movie. Like I yeah. still have already forgotten half of it. I, I I will always remember it because this was a staple in my house as a kid, one and two. But yeah, I'll talk about that in a second. Our cast for this sequel, um, much like some of the other sequels we've talked about, um, there are some returning characters and then some characters that are played by other people, right? Or no, not in this one. But, uh, well, Robert Carradine, who plays Lewis, the king nerd, I guess you would call him, who's the only one I believe to have been in, or him and... Booger are the only ones who have been in all four nerds movies, same actors and all that. Yeah, they actually did a, a they actually hey, real quick. They actually <laughs> yeah. they also did a game show I found out. Yes, yeah, yep. Yeah. I forgot what it was called, but it was like a It was Beat the Nerds, I think it was yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. And it's I think really... uh yeah, uh what's his name? I think guest starred in a couple of episodes. Ogre. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh Jesus. Like, how long ago is this? Ogre, you asshole. Ogre, you asshole. It went off the air in, I think, 2018 or 17. It was like two seasons. No, I think it was a lot earlier than that, though. Like 2012, maybe? Uh, I mean, it could be. I thought it said like 2017 or something. But but yeah, it didn't last very long. So, not surprisingly. So, yeah, Curtis Armstrong is Booger. Also returning... um, Returning for at least this one. Actually, I think. What? 
This character is also in all of the nerds movies. The the classic Lamar, played by Larry B. Scott. I think you. I think he is in all four. Lamar. Yeah, the guy who is, of course, part of the nerd crew simply because he's gay. Yeah. Um, you know, he's also in. He's also in uh, Karate Kid, the first one. Is he? Yeah, he's a is Cobra he? Kai. Okay. Damn son. Rich's retro knowledge. But I was going to say that is true. Lamar and Booger aren't actual nerds. Or, I mean, they're not, like, book smart like the other guy. <laughs> You're right. They're not nerds. They just threw them in the same. Yeah. Yeah, they're not, they're not book smart. They're not, like, geeks. And they're not, like, you know, into Dungeons and Dragons or anything like that, which could also, I guess, throw you into that category. It's just that Booger is, like, a gross scumbag, basically. And... Lamar is gay and I guess black, like because it yeah. also seems like in these movies the, the people who aren't white are always in the nerd group. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're never in the alpha betas. They're never in. Well, you know. Well, except for the for the trilams who. Well, the trilams yes. are black. Yeah. Always at the end, you know, come to a no. We want to hear him speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want to hear what the brother has to say. Sure thing. Right? Tiny. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, that's great, fellas. <laughs> You're dead, nerd. Hey. You're dead, nerd. Hey, me. try lamps. Thanks, guys. I think what they were trying to make a joke on was at the time there was always that uh, United Negro Fund commercial. And so they were kind of mm-hmm. like making fun sure. of that. Right on. Okay. I, I missed that. Not right on. There's a lot. I well, mean, because you guys didn't grow up in the '80s, that was a big thing in the '80s. So United Negro Fun thing, like you know, it would constantly come on and people like, all right, all right, whatever. Rich's retro knowledge. Yeah, let's make fun of this. Any chance? Exactly. Can. You know, so, <laughs> that's what they basically. Well, do. I mean, that, that first nerd. Not that we're gonna really focus so much on that, but that first movie because i actually watched watched the first one before i rewatched this one just to mm-hmm. like remind me of the, the the nerds universe i guess mm-hmm. uh and there's a lot of like like plenty like 90 percent of the original movie would not fly in like no. 2000 oh, oh, totally. i mean so many questionable things oh hell yeah like i was thinking about that like you know the the panty raid scene obviously yeah and- you know, and then videotaping, putting surveillance cameras in girls' shower rooms. Mm-hmm. And then Lewis pretty much, he technically rapes a woman. Exactly. Yeah. Put the mask on. Well, even the, even the pie scene where they have yeah. the, they're selling yeah. pies, isn't yeah. that, that would kind of be like revenge porn, wouldn't it? Because it isn't like the yeah. cheerleaders naked underneath it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. But anyhow. Yeah. No, the, these nerds, even in the first one, like they're not good people but we'll, uh, let me get through the cast um like they're, they're fucking horrible um so larry b scott is lamar timothy busfield um returns for the final time as poindexter the nerd who apparently is autistic i guess is the best way to describe his nerd style you guys have want to elaborate on that or no I think of poindexter? he's got asperger's i believe yeah right he also apparently can speak every language, so yeah. that's a pretty good superpower. And he's blind as shit, which was yeah. like a running gag. And he he always plays the violin in every movie, yeah. basically. 
Right. Yeah. And only has like technically maybe two or three line actual lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The rest is him just making weird noises. Yeah. And uh like touching his dick through the pants. Yes. He's always <laughs> he's always wearing dress pants and signaling about his penis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As being uncontrolled boner. Yeah. So speaking of boners, um Courtney Thorne Smith plays Sonny, is a new character to the nerds world. So that was that's it as far as oh actually no there's no a, no that other they, kid uh, they, no 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 yeah they put Warner. down like down at the bottom of the casting list basically they have uh, Andrew Cassis I think is how you say his name returning as Wormser but I have to say I have a massive problem with this kid being in the, like he the aging. First of all, I think we have another time paradox. Yeah, this was another. This was making me think of the whole Rocky Five. The yeah. kid aged to like five years in one year's time. But, but that that was the same actor as the first one. That was see, yeah, I didn't think it was when I first started watching it. He was like twelve or something when in the first one, but it just looked really young. And then when the yeah. second movie came out, he just like yeah. was fifteen or sixteen, so he looked yeah. older. Puberty hit that kid hard, apparently. Yeah. yeah. He had a hell of a growth spurt, and also, like, it it basically just erased the whole, like, vibe of that character. Because it was, like, it was funny in the first one, because he's this, yeah. this little kid, he's got the red hair and, like, the yeah. buck teeth and all that. And he, like, basically grew out of all of those characteristics. And now is now, just, yeah, like a generic nerd who is... 100% focused on getting laid, along with Booger, throughout this entire film. And then Courtney Thorne-Smith, as I mentioned, as Sonny, the chick in this movie. Um, very underrated. I, I was never a Courtney Thorne-Smith uh, fan until I watched this. Um, I remember yeah. her from Melrose Place back in the day. Oh, yeah. There we go. Talking Melrose Place again. <laughs> it's, it's inevitable. <laughs> I think she was in a... According to Jim, too, wasn't she? Oh, yeah, of course. The great According to Jim. Um, yeah, her uh, her vibe about, like, liking Skolnick after, like, that whole ordeal was kind of lame. It wasn't very believable. Well, yeah, that kiss wasn't very uh, believable either. <laughs> <laughs> None of it was, really. It was like, they should have just been friends, you know, it just didn't make sense. Yeah, well, I just mean you can tell I did not get chemistry with them. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, okay, fine, let's get this over with. As far as an actor standpoint, that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, and also to add to the whole point of the nerds are horrible people, especially Lewis, the, the, the rapist. He is essentially cheating on his girlfriend, his new. Well, Betty. are you sure that was his girlfriend? Yeah, because she's in the third movie. Yeah. Oh, she is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he says a few things that kind of establish at the beginning yeah. of this one yeah. that they're now like a, a thing. And what he was her name? Nancy. Like Betty. Oh, Betty. Yeah. Betty, okay. who was uh was pretty okay with rape. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, and of course our our final returning cast member, aside from Gilbert, who let's just mention briefly. Yeah, clearly Anthony Edwards didn't want to be in this movie, so he has like two scenes. I was curious about that if, I don't know if he had any back 
story on that with your research. I was wondering, like, did they write the script like that or did he just really not want to be in it? Um, they did not. No, he, he legitimately, like, he saw the original script they had written was like, yeah, no, I don't, this is stupid. Yeah, you know, he didn't really want to do it. And so he said, because he was contractually obligated to do at least one more nerds uh, movie. Okay. He said, fine, but can we do it where, like, I only have to shoot in one location, basically, and have very limited scenes? Yeah. Okay, how are you feeling? Well, actually, I'm feeling pretty stupid. Why? I think I'm the only guy in the world who could break his leg playing chess. Hey, don't get down on yourself, Gilbert. That was a very tricky move. I'm curious if he was in it, if it, if I might have liked it a little bit better, because he at least was kind of the moral compass, I guess, of the first one. You know, um, he was right. kind of an everyman nerd character. So, because um, yeah, the characters aren't really that likable. So I don't know I'm, if he was in it more. Maybe it would have helped, but we'll never know. Um, yeah, yeah, it may have. I think it probably would have been a lot more funnier if they brought back Takashi. I was very disappointed they didn't bring him back. Yeah, I agree. Because he 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 did a lot of comedy in the first one. Like, you know, hey, how do you feeling, Takashi? I feel fucking great. Yeah, the 80s really nailed Chinese characters. Yeah, definitely. I believe he was Japanese again, guys. But, um, <laughs> okay. I need to emphasize that one of us is Asian. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm married to an Asian. So. so we have our final returning character. Uh, Donald Gibb as Rich. Donald Gibb. Think of who's the uh, the oh, last that ogre? character. Yes, Ogre. Okay. Oh, oh, oh ogre. Yeah, yeah. Nerd! Who you know clearly? Well, so yeah, yeah. Ted McGinley, who played uh, the leader of the Alpha Betas, um, also clearly didn't want to be in this sequel. He was replaced by Bradley Whitford. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. playing roger the new leader of the alphabet and that, that that actor is like notorious for being like the the bad guy bully type in a lot of like 80s yeah. and 90s movies he does play so, a good good dick i'll give him yeah. that yeah wait is he supposed <laughs> to be the same character though as no no it's okay. a different character which also yeah. is like a like a ridiculous aspect of this that um it, no matter no matter where you live or who you are, like if you're an alpha beta, you automatically have to dedicate your life, I guess, to destroying the nerds. Oh, wow. Look at these geeks. Man, kind of a fraternity lets these guys in. Listen, Raj, I don't want these nerds hanging around my hotel. Buzz, relax. These guys are history. Watch. Yes. And he, he even like, he, Roger, who is not the same character, like, through many points in this movie brings up like stories of things that like the nerds have done or they have done to the nerds as if he was there in the first one, which was right. kind of yeah confusing. And of course, Ogre would just come out of nowhere and agree with him. And like, there's that one scene where he's peeing in the background for like <laughs> 45 minutes. Yeah. Trash their house last year. That didn't work. Locked them out of the hotel. They checked into another. So what are we gonna do? What are you asking us for? You're the one with the 2.0 average. Two two. 
mean, that, that made me that made me chuckle a little bit. I'll admit. Yeah. yeah. And Ogre has a real big character arc in this movie that we'll get to in a little bit. Rounding out our cast, Ed Lauder is Buzz, who I I didn't recognize the character name. I don't think they say it that much, but that's the guy who's the acting manager of that one resort that they are rejected from. The guy who isn't the real manager, but he's filling in and also is part of this whole quest to destroy the nerds for some reason. The lambdas from Adams College are here and the computer shows that we gave the room away. I don't want nerds staying in this hotel. <clears throat> but this poor guy has no place to stay. Forget it, that room has to stay empty. Why? Fire law. To which fire law are you referring, sir? Who's the manager of this hotel? <clears throat> Fred C. Dobbs. Who's the acting manager? You, sir. He played that bad guy a lot in the A-Team. Rich's retro knowledge. He's um he's in he's also an, an ex alpha part of that fraternity. So like you said, of course, if you're an alpha, you have to treat nerds like Jim Crow era black people. Apparently, so <laughs> yes, yeah. He he cancels their reservations, which is just kind of a huge yeah. dip move. I'm not having nerds stay in my hotel. <laughs> Treats his whole staff like shit, including Stewart played by Barry Sobel, who becomes sort of like the new official nerd. Yeah, the nerds nerd. take him under under their wing. Do you guys know anything about Barry Sobel? Um, he looks really familiar. Like, I know I've seen him in other stuff. I just, I can't put my so, finger on what, So what I know of him is from, he was, he's a like stand-up comedian along with being an actor. Mm-hmm. And... He was in one of the like that Rodney Dangerfield had those specials with all like like Andrew oh, Dice Clay was in them and blah blah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the live from Dangerfields, whatever they're called. He was in one of those that I saw, and I only put the like connected the two things together because his whole stand-up act, at least at that time in like the late '80s or whatever it was, is he was a white guy who raps. Like that was his whole. Um, act on stage. Didn't really tell jokes. Give me a beat. I'm not the Beastie Boys. I'm not Run DMC. I'm not Jay Leno or someone named Shecky. I'm just the motherfucking king of jokes. There is none more funny. If this was Las Vegas, you'd be throwing down money. See here. Well, I'll tell you what. If 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 his if his act was as entertaining as at that musical scene in this movie, then wow. Did you guys like this character? <laughs> no. No, he was yeah. awful. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah, he was kind of like a wet bag. He was useless. Our final major cast member, my favorite, I would say, of this film, Snotty, played by James Hong. <laughs> room is a pigsty. Thank you. You should be ashamed of yourself. Fuck you. Who died and made you God? My name's Dudley Dawson. They call me Booger. Edgar Poe Wong. They call me Snotty. Yeah, that was... 
That was quite a character. Hey, with, that, was that the villain from Big Trouble Little China? Correct. It was. I, I don't know if we want to talk about that now or that little arc or uh, later, but uh, not totally the payoff I, I was expecting. I thought I thought we were going to get maybe a little bit more of a payoff there with uh, Booger becoming the, the master. Yes. They, didn't, they should have done more with those two. They didn't really do much. Like, I almost expected at the end, like, Booger somehow saves the day with, like, a giant hakalogi. <laughs> like, he learned from Snotty. Right, yeah. like, like, knocking out, a you know, an alpha or something. But, yeah, we never got that. Ah, now, my son, you are ready to go out into the world. But, I mean, th- those scenes were, were kind of were funny. I, you know, I enjoyed them for what they were. Well, this, is a, this was a very Booger-heavy nerds movie. And I feel like, yeah, that was... They could have gone. They could have done a lot more with that whole thing, like you said. Yeah. Like he could have, yeah, like classically saved the day somehow through his belching skills. And they could have shaved off a lot of airtime from Skolnick. He was very useless in the movie. He wasn't. He wasn't like really entertaining in this one. That whole stupid lot, stupid lot that he does. <laughs> Yeah, and they made sure to have him do that within the first like thirty seconds. Yeah, it was like a at the beginning of this movie. And then his dad did it. Yeah, his dad has that joke. Tickets? Check. 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 Money? Check. Check. Prophylactics? Check. <laughs> <laughs> Kill me, Dad. This movie was so fucking wicked funny. It's so terrible. It was like, it's only funny, ironically, like, and pretty much just based off of Booger's, like a few of Booger's lines, I would say. And just the concept of snotty are the only things. Yeah, that's the the worst thing about this movie is like, there's definitely like worse movies. It's just this movie is so freaking, like you were saying, forgettable. You know, like nothing is really like hilarious or like there's no scenes like, you know, you're we talking earlier, the first nerds. I haven't watched that movie in over 20 years, but I still remember like the panty raid scene, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. the Vader uh, rape scene. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, it's kind of bad that every every scene yeah. I remember is, is hugely illegal, um, you know, and immoral. But anyways, like, yeah, yeah, with this movie, like there's not really anything to like, you know remember it by which is kind of the worst thing about it it's not even it's a bad movie but it's not even like so bad like a teen wolf too that you know you you can remember it for that it's just yeah completely forgettable yeah it misses the mark on both ends of the spectrum basically and it like and like how you said yeah it's it's not very memorable it's funny that you say that and we can get into the the uh impact that the so the the I'll, i'll start off the original nerds movie I think I saw after I had seen the second one. The second one I would constantly see on TV. This is one of my my movies from my youth, like Rich said, because I think there was like a a span of like two or three years. This was on cable like every other day. Yes. Yeah. It was like on Cinemax. Yeah. And, you know, back back in the day, you only had so much to watch. You know, there was no streaming. Mm -hmm. So this was just on. You were bored. Like, yeah, I just always kind of kind of threw it on. So it's definitely like one of the movies from my my youth. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I would have to say I've probably seen Nerds 2 far, like, doubly, possibly even five times as much as I've seen the original one. 
but mm-hmm. I still going into watching that. I mean, it's been obviously you know a, a, a little bit, possibly a couple of decades, but like. I remembered the only scene I had any recollection of is when they bring them to that like fake temple place where they're pretending they're like right. Mayans who are going to yeah. sacrifice yeah. them. And there's like, I, I vaguely remember a part of that scene, but other than that, it's like you would think and any other movie that I saw like that as a kid constantly on just cable TV, I, I retained something. This was not, it's in, like I said, even watching it again for this, I watched it two times, like two days in a row. And then going into it tonight to record this episode, I was like, I need to look up on Wikipedia what the plot line was again. Cause it's. <laughs> yeah. So cause if you, if you watch it, the whole thing, um, the ending just doesn't make any sense. Why did they throw that in there? Them being on a beach and stuff. It's like, what? yeah that that was it just doesn't fit oh man like the guys who they who got paid money to write this script are the luckiest motherfuckers alive (laughs) like they absolutely did not give a shit about this or like all right how are we gonna finish this oh hey i just saw treasure island on tv let's uh do something with it where they're castaways and then find a bunch of military grade yeah i don't know Maybe they were like, "Oh, you know, you know, it would be badass if we give the nerds like military gear." You know, yeah. maybe they could find a forty-year-old vehicle, you know, trapped underneath, you know, the ground, and let it, you know, drive in the water, and it'd be cool. No, yeah. no engine problems whatsoever. Yeah, yeah full, full of gas, <laughs> yeah. fully functioning. It just happens yeah. to be one of the what are they? What is that called? A pontoon boat or something? I, Amphibious driver. Yeah, we're. I like to call it a duck boat. Go socks. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Boston kid. Um, make way for Duckling. So, yeah, and that was, I guess we'll just get right to that. One of the worst endings. They, it, And I thought about this, and I also saw it in some of, like, the reviews I was reading, is that, like, that nothing, like, nerdy is really involved in them saving the day. It's all like a brute right, force yeah. thing, even down to like when they when they show up at that conference thing at the end. And by the way, you know, destroy a whole bunch of property. They plow yeah, through the exactly. walls. Yeah, for sure. The real ending of that movie would be like them being hauled away to prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like multiple yeah. crimes committed there. Serious crimes. Or the, <laughs> the Cubans or whoever left all that military stuff. They're tracking them down and being like... What the fuck are you doing with all of our stuff? (laughs) Even in the end, it's like Lewis punches Roger in the face. Like, he knocks him out into the pool. Like, it's a complete just physical violence sort of solution to everything. It has nothing, like, no ingenuity, no, um, yeah, no nerd type shit. At least, uh, you know, the ending of the first one, there was nothing really nerdy either. Like, them using their brains out smart them, but at least it kind of had a... Kind of an up, uplifting message there, you know. Every, yeah. Everyone's equal. Yeah. Of course, coming from the character of Gilbert, who is you know yeah. absent in this one. Um, Ogre, I guess we might as well mention that at this point has now sort of joined the nerds. So they get stranded on this uh, desert island. The Alpha Beta bullies force them off of a boat, essentially, and make them swim to this deserted island with no promise of ever returning home or living for more than a few weeks, I guess. And then, uh, why did they kick Ogre off the boat? I don't... 
Because he was going to tell everyone what they did. Yeah, he was going to rat them out. Oh, right. So yeah, so Ogre turned rat, and they decided, yeah, let's throw him off too. Um, and then the horrible version of Wormser saves his life, and then he starts to become a nerd, even though he's still stupid. What is that? There's the scene where they're lying oh, yeah. down around the campfire. What if uh, C-A-T really spelled dog? Wow. Yeah. That's heavy, Ogre. One one thing I do like about rewatching some of these old movies I haven't seen since I was a kid is like uh, kind of a, you get different um, jokes that they were doing that you don't you don't understand. I, I that is one scene I remember as a kid because I was confused was when Booger is going through the the jungle and he yeah. finds the marijuana and he's like we've got bush you know and then they make <laughs> the gigantic joints or whatever. Yeah. I, I I do remember that as a kid and I was like. Just thinking, what are you like, talking about? Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't understand. What is Bush? Which, either way, that's the only time I've ever heard anyone call marijuana Bush. But. Right? Yeah, well, I think that was just a horrible pun-based joke. That uh, yeah, yeah, and of course, there's another another <laughs> another scenario, much like the first film, that is solved by Booger whipping out a bunch of weed and them all just <laughs> getting wasted to the point that they don't have to worry about their problems. And then Lewis has a like some sort of weird trip dream. Oh yeah, Gilbert. This is another episode where we get a we get a force ghost like in yes. uh, like in Rocky Five. <laughs> yeah, it would have made more sense if that character was dead, I guess. But just to to see your living friend who you just talked to like the day before, and see all the time at your frat house. Uh, well, um. To be honest with you, I think what happened was at the time in the 80s after um, Return of the Jedi, when they brought back um, Obi-Wan, a lot of TV shows were, you know, cashing in on that and using, you know, dead people from like past episodes coming back and talking like in a kind of dreamlike state. So I guess the nerds were kind of like making fun of that situation. Rich's Retro Knowledge. Well, yeah, you can tell they were trying to cash out Star Wars a little bit with that opening credit scene, too. Yes. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, shit. So they were, so they were, <laughs> yeah. So they were trying to make it like he was like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. So, yeah, the opening of the film is a <laughs> parody, I guess, of the, the you know, the scrolling um, Star Wars narration, thing. Star Wars opening credit things. Um, but they didn't even, like, do it properly. Like, they had a guy actually reading it. Like, it wasn't, I don't know, maybe they were worried about getting sued or something. I don't even know if that existed back then. But, yeah, it was. No, like, even though you're, yeah, you're still allowed to do parody anyway. So, you know, like, there was Facebook. Right. So, they're mm. fine for that. This is true. Yeah. But, yeah, it, they, they didn't, for, for a, it was like something you would see at the beginning of a Big Bang Theory episode. Where it's like mm -hmm. a horribly done reference to something nerdy just for for nerd's sake. Hey, you wish me trick feathers with fruity pebbles. How are you? I'm the Master Rapper, and I'm here to say I love fruity pebbles and I made your way. So, um, yeah, they go to the, the... I'll just really quick summarize the overall plot of this. They go to the Conference of Fraternities in Fort Lauderdale. Is that where they were? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You know, paradise, as it's known. <laughs> Hit the spot, dude. 
Yeah, they go to they go to this thing to represent the Trilams, their proud black fraternity, and the Alpha Betas are in full force trying to do everything they can to get rid of the nerds. And they end up on a deserted island, find a bunch of military stuff, as we've discussed already, get back, beat essentially beat up the Alpha Betas, and then the Trilams, right? Yeah, the 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 black members of the Trilams show up, and once again seal their victory. I guess make sure that they're not going to get their ass kicked again. Horrible storyline. Oh wait, you forgot um, about the uh, the part about the hotel. The hotel was a huge part of that movie. Oh, the, the yeah. hotel. Hotel Coralescence. Yeah, so they get kicked out of the other hotel just based on the fact that they're nerds. They end up finding this shitty, rundown, third world country looking place called the conveniently called the hotel coral essex i didn't do a lot of research into that but i wonder if that's based i wonder like what came first the play on the name of the hotel like did they create that just so they could do hot oral sex that's that's, that's or, what i'm that's what i'm guessing they yeah. that name I think, yeah. also too when they did that um that prank to start that party where they changed the words to the hotel name to hot oral sex. Mm-hmm. And you know, then it, then it yes. gets like rushed by everybody. Like, you know, you see that one guy driving and he smashes his car and then like everyone just like rushes the hotel. Like how disappointed would you be when you see a sign for hot oral sex <laughs> and then you arrive and you get a shitty fucking concert by a bunch of nerds. <laughs> like, yeah. But they loved it. It worked. Yeah. I was like, yay. You know, I didn't have hot oral sex, but, you know, these guys really entertained me. Yeah. They made me, they made me want to vote. For something <laughs> yeah. That I, yeah. You know what? Now that you yeah. think about it, I'm going to vote no on 15. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're, yeah. So the whole, the whole, like, uh, the whole plot is based around they need to mm. not have this. Wait, so the Alpha Betas decide, oh, to be in a fraternity now or to be part of the council or whatever, you have to also meet the physical requirements. And so, of course, the nerds don't want to do that. They are going to change the sign, the uh, uh, neon sign that says Hotel Coral Essex to hot oral sex. Which is crazy because in that neighborhood, if I saw that sign, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I don't like penicillin. Right. You know? Yeah, it <laughs> makes like- why were there even anybody in that neighborhood to begin with that would have seen that? Yeah. Did you guys notice the the gym in that hotel was just like a a line of people waiting to uh, bang a hooker? Yes. Yeah. 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 That was a nice touch. And you you think that booger would be like all excited about it, but he's like all disgusted, and it's like, what? That's not booger's character. Yeah. Next in line. Booger had a couple. Funny, slightly kind of rapey, I guess. <laughs> scenes like, like oh, just slaps in the face. Yeah, or just like on the beach, like just seeing a ch- chicks in bikinis and like chasing them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was one point he literally was just hunched over. Him and Worms are running towards a group of girls. Right. The intention of I'm assuming ripping their uh, 
their clothing off. Anybody know how to say bite my crank in Spanish? Where they mean manubrio, por favor. Let's go over some. Do you guys remember any great booger lines? That was one of them. What was in the, in the airport? He has a couple lines with those. He just walks up to random women. Excuse me, miss. I just want you to know that I don't intend to sleep with another woman until I'm back here in your arms with my head resting between your creamy thighs. Jerk. Excuse me, miss. I just want you to know that I don't intend to sleep with a God, you know, Raj, we must be dreaming. <laughs> nah. If we were dreaming, I'd have a boner. <laughs> let's, go, let's go to our trivia here. Also, another disappointing thing about this movie, not a whole lot of interesting trivia that I could find. It's the last of the nerds films for the actors who played Gilbert, Poindexter, and Wormser. Uh, and I guess Poindexter is in the cover art for Nerds 4, even though his character does not appear in the film. Have you guys watched the other two Nerds movies? I think I watched the third one, but I don't remember it at all. So I'm, I'm just assuming they just had a whole new cast of Nerds then? No, I think it's actually just... Based on the stuff I was reading and what I can vaguely remember, it's pretty much like a lot of Lewis and Booger because they're yeah. the only two really remaining guys. And then it's like they're like grown up now. And like the, I think it's the fourth one maybe is called Nerds in Love. And it's all about like one of them getting married. And like Lewis is just like successful, like millionaire now. And it's like mm -hmm. kind of turning into a douche. But yeah, I yeah, I vaguely saw one of them. Yeah, I'm curious what career path Booger Booger went on. Uh, that scene I mentioned earlier, where ogres in the background peeing for a long time, was actually mm -hmm. a minute and forty six seconds worth of peeing. Uh, narrator of the opening cre oh the so the narrator in the opening Star Wars parody credits is Michael Buffer. Do you guys know who that is? Yeah, he's the boxing. Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, the, they, uh, oh, the, the island. This one was actually kind of interesting. The island that they get, like, stranded on is actually the same island. Like, it is Gilligan's Island, essentially. It's the same island they used in the show Gilligan's Island. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic point of boy, this tiny ship. Is that located off of Florida? Apparently. I didn't actually look to see if they actually shot in Florida. I'm assuming. I think they filmed most of uh, um, Gilgan's Island on a lot, CBS. That might, been, that might have been the opening credit for Gilgan's Island, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that's what I meant. Specifically, yeah, whenever they actually show a shot, of the you island, know, yeah. a, a wide shot of, of an island... It's that same island they used. Oh, let's read some reviews. I'm actually, I hadn't looked at this previous. I'm kind of curious to see what the reviews were like on this. I don't feel like there's going to be as many people defending it. I mean, the only one I read was uh, the tagline. The headline was uh, the only funny thing or the funniest thing about this movie is the who farted t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes for the first one was 70%. Uh, do you guys remember what the Rotten Tomatoes for Revenge of the Nerds 2 was? I think it was 7? Correct. 7%. So there's all that. 
Not nearly as good as the first one, but still not bad. What is the deal with people defending these fucking movies? Yeah, this one, as I just said, not nearly as good as the first one, but still not bad. I love the first Revenge of the Nerds. The second one is not nearly as good as the first one, but still pretty good. No. The nerds are still funny in this movie. Booker is once again the funniest of them all. The second one is also entertaining at times. It's also entertaining at times. They could have made this movie better if they would have kept the nerds at Adams College. But the second one is still watchable and funny. I give Revenge of the Nerds to Nerds in Paradise one out of two? What? <laughs> one out of two? <laughs> It's not even the review system that's on IMDb. Um, my brief review of this film. Well, this one should be good because I don't have to read a lot. A terribly silly but awfully amusing little sequel. It, there's nothing amusing about this. It may be a touch of predictable and it is missing Thomas Newman's excellent theme song. But having the same likable characters on hand helps it to be equally as fun as the first film. Jesus Christ. Um, do you guys remember what the theme from the first one was? Mm-mm. No. I sure as hell don't. Yeah. I think it was like just Red Band Dad that nerds or something like that. Nerds Gone Awful is the title of this one. Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise is a horrible sequel. All right, here we go. The only redeeming qualities is the soundtrack featuring yeah. Echo's cover of Funky Town and 38 specials. Damien. Hit the song, Shane. Take me back to paradise. It's got a three out of ten. The title is Nerds Gone Awful. And then they what these IMDB reviews are baffling. So speaking of reviews, let's get this horrible movie over with. And guys, we use a skunk rating system out of here. You've heard the old saying that in the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king. Well, today in the land of the skunks, the man with half a nose is king. (laughs) It stinks. Five skunks. Being the absolutely unnecessary to be made piece of crap. Uh, Damien, how many skunks would you give Revenge of the Nerds to Nerds in Paradise? Um, I'm going to say five just because, like, oh, I said, oh. like I said, man, this isn't the, the worst movie, but that just what I hate about it so much is just how forgettable it is. You know, like, I, I wish it was like so bad it was good, but yeah, a five just because. This, yeah, was completely unnecessary. Like my pun? <laughs> Rich? Well, you, let's see. Um, I really do like the 80s-ness of it. Um, and it was good to see Booger and uh, Ogre and some of the cast members. But it really didn't, really didn't have the same feel as the first one. So I would probably give it maybe I wouldn't go as far as giving it a five, but maybe a three. That that's probably this is probably more of a three to me too. But like I said, just because it's so forgettable is why it kind of just 
brings it over the top to me. Yeah. The- well, you did say, and I mean, you you gave uh, Rocky a point off, or you you get you get I think you gave Rocky five, Damien a four. Yes, because it was saved by the Elton John song at the end, and now we know how much you've uh, just oh. absolutely <laughs> enjoyed. Take me to paradise. That that doesn't give it any. <laughs> you know what? You're right, Shane. This is a four because <laughs> somehow, it's a four. All right, because of because <laughs> of special eighty eights or whatever the fuck they're called. Um, <laughs> Thirty eight special. 38 Special, <laughs> their wonderful song. Oh, 38 they Special. Because if I hear that song again, I'm going to put a fucking 38 to my board. So take me, take me back to paradise. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and once again side with Rich and give this a... Wait, no, you gave it a three, right? Yeah. Rich? Yes. I'm going five. I'm going all out five. Cause, really? I mean, yeah. Not not just, you know, because this was a terrible movie, but it's fucking... I don't like Take Me to Paradise. Sorry. I, uh... <laughs> Hit the song! So take me, take me to paradise. Guys, that was Revenge of the Nerds 2. Nerds in Paradise. Hit the song! So take me I'm glad I'm never going to have to watch this movie again. And that's the end of another amazing episode. Um, like and subscribe if you've got this far. Thank you for listening. We have more episodes coming soon. Our next one is yet another sequel, but it's our first years later sequel. And that's all I'm going to say right now. We do have some remakes and adaptations coming, so stay tuned. We do actually do those. We will have social media coming soon that you can follow us on if you want to do that. Uh, goodbye. Don't say goodbye. Say good journey.